On today's show, we're welcoming our friend Kevin Gray Sports. You know him well from YouTube, 105.3 and all that. We got to talk about the Mavs offseason and would the Mavericks be better or how much better would they be if they got Dragic or marketing or both? And Kevin's going to break down all the corporate sponsorships for the Dallas Mavericks coming up next. <laughs> I'm Luka Doncic and this is Lockdown Mavericks Podcast. Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member and coordinator for the Lockdown Podcast Network. And joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. The guest guy, the one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Well, today we have the, the legend, Kevin Gray, 105.3 The Fan. He co-hosts with Chris Arnold. And I just want to lead real quick with a question. Uh-huh. When you You got time are, to get something to eat. That, that's where I was you got time go. to get something to drink. Do you ever host with Chris Arnold and he looks at you and says, We got time. We got time to get something to eat. We got time. <laughs> and you're like playing it in your head every time you see Chris Arnold? Uh not every time. Sometimes, <laughs> but it's like this whole cadence thing. Like I introduce us. When we come on, I say what he is. You know, I call him the two-time, two-time Hall of Famer because he's in two Hall of Fames. And he, like, goes into his thing. I go into my thing. It's like a, a nice back and forth that we've developed over over the course of time. So I love working with Chris. There's no one I could say that could have a better mentor than uh, than Chris Arnold. He'll shoot it to you straight and uh, has a lot of fun doing it, too. So that is, cool. that is definitely true about Chris Arnold, for sure. Great guy. Love him. The, uh, yeah, I love Chris the, Arnold. The intro at Mavs games, though, just forever being great in, <laughs> yeah. in my head. Definitely. You got time to get, go to the Mavs hangar. <laughs> 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 All right, we brought on Kevin Gray to talk about the Mavs offseason. You've heard a lot from us, so we're going to bring on somebody else to insert their opinion. Let's start with uh, Dragic and, and marketing. What are your thoughts about – actually, let's let's even go back further. What are your thoughts on the Mavs offseason so far? If the Mavs offseason was just this, if, if Dragic and marketing weren't coming, if we didn't know that, what would be your thoughts on this offseason going into next season? Have the Mavericks gotten better? Do you think that this team is uh, in a better spot than they were last year? What are your thoughts? I feel like this team has gotten better relative to some of the needs that they had. I think for some folks, though – it's not the improvement that they were looking for based on what some of the folks from the Mavericks were saying that they were wanting to do going into this offseason, specifically with Mark Cuban talking about the idea that, you know, we need to look for and get a secondary, you know, ball handler and score. Because right now, the questions are if Kristaps Porzingis can actually be that guy. So if you're a person that says, well, relative to what the Mavs said that they were going to do, I don't think they actually did what they said they were going to. I could get down with you. But when you start looking at did they improve on the margins based on what they had available to them and who wanted to come and play there, I think they actually made some improvements and did some things that at least as you're slow burning and building this thing, you feel like they've gotten better because you've got a couple of guys that can do some things from a shooting standpoint, from a defending standpoint, that should help this team be better than what they were. I would say this team is better than what they were when they ended the season against the Los Angeles Clippers for a second time. 
when when they went into the offseason and free agency, was was Kyle Lowry like your number one choice for the team? Or was was there another name out there you're like, man, that's who Dallas should have went after? Uh, Lowry was the number one for me because I think he checked a lot of the boxes that I think the Mavs were looking for. A guy with experience who was a playmaker, who's come from a championship culture and won a championship and really could be a guy that in some ways can go get his own shot too, but also be a secondary playmaker and ball handler alongside Luka to take some of that pressure off of him. So I think the Mavericks were right in going after Kyle Lowry in the way that they did. You know, it's hard to win against, you know, a team that literally has, you know, arguably one of his best friends and is the godfather to said players, you know, daughter. I'm talking about Jimmy Butler, you know, and Kyle Lowry. So it's hard to beat that when it comes to, Number one, South Beach for one, because, you know, who yeah. wouldn't want to play in South Beach? But two, those ties, they are really difficult to beat out. Um, so it stung a little when reports were that, oh, man, Kyle Lowry said that the Mavericks finished in second. It's like, oh, ooh, OK, you know, th- thanks for <laughs> thanks. no thanks. Yeah, it's, thanks. It was, you know? That was like the last two minute report, right? Isaac hates yeah, the last yeah. two minute report of any game because it's like, oh, well, if they tell you that it was wrong and it was a, a call that like sealed the game like that. What was the one from two years ago? The Seth Curry, Dwight Howard one. Like, yeah, that should have been a foul. Like, oh, OK, well, cool. Then what's the point of telling us that you would almost rather not know? Yeah, the, the, I would have almost rather just, second. <laughs> yeah, just don't tell me that. I just wanted to think I had a shot. Okay, I just wanted to know I had a shot, yeah. but I really didn't didn't have one. But I think based on the margins that they had, I think they they improved. But I think they were right to go after Kyle Lowry, and you know they they swung and they missed on this one. But at least it signaled to me that in some ways this front office is approaching things maybe not necessarily different because this has kind of been a front office strategy then for a long time, but they've gone after it in a bigger way, I guess, with bringing in quote-unquote individuals that can try and close some of these deals or at least be better at attempting to close these deals i guess yeah i mean they they kind of put themselves into a corner and kind of like this this offseason plan was set before even this front office so it's interesting to me to try and put all of this on the front office the, the new front office of nico and then with jason kidd added into the mix as a coach it's weird because this whole offseason plan was put into place Years and years ago, right, to try and, you know, get cap space, to get max cap space, to trade away a Harrison Barnes type, to do all that. They they had this set in, in stone, knowing that this was going to be one of Luca's last seasons on the rookie deal. And so it they were kind of backed into a corner. They had to go after those guys. They didn't have a ton of assets to go make a huge trade. They were just like, all right, get free agents or or nothing. So uh, can we even judge this this front office yet based on, you know, the moves that they've made and that they didn't make? Yeah, I think it's going to be interesting because, you know, when you start looking at what they try to do in maximizing, you know, some space by going after some guys, but then improving on the margins. And then what does that all mean for, you know, guys like you brought back Tim Hardaway Jr., which I thought was the right thing to do. He wanted to be here and you found a team friendly way to make it happen also. Uh, So I thought that was great there. I think for me now is can Christos Porzingis get himself to the point where not only does he become the quote unquote the kind of the second player and star on this team but even to the point where you can find him becoming a tradable asset because I was telling somebody this the other day you know it may be at least two seasons before you can really realistically trade Christos Porzingis if that's still the road you want to go down as a franchise because this year he's got to rehab himself to the point where he becomes an asset enough to where you could think okay maybe this is a guy with another year of consistency doing this that he could be a guy that we could potentially move if that's something that we we don't want to we want to go down and do. 
But the catch 22 is if he does become that player, well, then all of a sudden you're going to want to keep him because this is exactly what you hoped for when it came to Porzingis. So I think all of this hinges on what Porzingis becomes and if he can be the kind of player that the Mavs expect him to be, you know, going into this year and beyond, I think. Yeah, coming up, I want to get into the the Dragic thing, the marketing thing, and we'll, we'll talk more about the Mavs offseason get into that. But I got to tell you about a new product, and that is Sweatblock. They're a new company that is sponsoring the Lockdown Mavericks podcast. Isaac, you got your Sweatblock? I got my Sweatblock. It is a towelette wipe you can take out of here. I'll do the unboxing. I'll do the ASMR again. You can you can take it out. And doctor recommended, doctor created. You take this, this wipe uh, night before. You wipe it, and you will not deal with the pit stains. You will not deal with sweating under your underarms. You won't have to change clothes after you walk outside in Texas heat for five minutes. And you can these last for seven days. You get a dry shirt guarantee with Sweatblock. So go check it out, sweatblock.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDON. Go check it out. They've done some incredible testing with firemen going into burning buildings that didn't deal with sweating after using this product. There's all kinds of different things you can get with Sweatblock. So go check it out. Again, that website is sweatblock.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDON. You'll get 20% off. They're also available at CVS and at Amazon. I also want to tell you about the Theragun. Theragun is a percussive instrument that helps you relax and helps your muscles with all the tension and all that theragun just doesn't feel good it gets the source of the pain by releasing tension using theragun signature percussive therapy which goes 60 percent deeper than vibration alone whenever you want to treat your muscle tension from working out or an injury or just the stress of everyday life there's no substitute for the theragun this is a massage gun this is a uh, a rehab type thing you can use for Tons of different uses. Theragun is trusted by 250 professional sports teams like Real Madrid, elite athletes like Paul George, DeAndre Hopkins, Maria Sharapova, hundreds of thousands of customers, and, of course, us at the Lockdown Podcast Network. My co-host, Adam Mares, over uh, with, on the Lockdown NBA podcast on Friday, swears by this product. So go check it out. Try the Theragun for 30 days, starting at only $199. Go to therabody.com slash lockdown right now. Get your Gen 4 Theragun today. That's therabody.com slash locked on. Therabody.com slash locked on. All right, Isaac Harris and Kevin Gray. Uh, any more thoughts about the, the Mavericks offseason? Isaac, you had another question you wanted to bring up. Kevin, would you bet your AirPods that <laughs> KP is on the roster past the trade deadline? Whoo! Yes. Well, he just said it would be two years before they could possibly trade him. In I just wanted mind. to test his confidence. I wanted to see how confident he was. If he would just completely <laughs> waver off of that take, just completely. like no. I do love my AirPods. I was I do say, love, how I much do does love, he love his I AirPods? I do love my AirPods. Yes, I think he will be on the roster after the trade deadline. All right, okay. I, want to, I want to focus on, on Dragic and, and marketing. It, these are the last kind of dominoes that seem like they're going to fall. And it seems like Mavs fans have either reserved themselves to the fact that they're both going to be on the team, or at least one of them is going to be on the team. Where are you with this, Kevin? Do you think that Dragic is an absolute 100%, you know, he's assured to be on the Mavericks? What about what about marketing? Of the two, I would probably say I'll go with Dragic of the two. Um, the one that has it, come, come out and said he wants to be in Dallas? I, I mean, yeah. Said because, he doesn't want to be in Toronto? Yeah, because... I, I'm not sure what the holdup is in terms of, you know, marketing in particular, because if you're telling me the holdup is, you know, Maxi Kleba and getting Lori marketing, you know, my question is, you know, what are we really doing here at this point? Because Ooh, so you, would make that, you, you would make that trade. 
Yeah, I'd make that trade. I mean, here's I the thing. Too. So marketing's 24. Kleba's going into his age 30 season. Kleba's turned himself into a serviceable, good NBA player. The upside for marketing, while you won't play a lick of defense, I mean, don't get me wrong, you're not going to play any defense with a Laurie marketing in your lineup, <laughs> but you're going to score a ton. And the upside of a 24 year old who's doing his sophomore year, you know, average 18 and nine, while last year you didn't like, you know, some of the things, he only played 51 games, you know, 25 of those coming off of the bench. I think you take that upside and what he can bring from an offensive standpoint. The question is, how do you get him in combination with Porzingis? Do you even play him with Porzingis, you know, at the same time, you know, on the floor? Um, and if it means moving on from Maxi Kleba, I think I- I'm I'm okay with, with that happening. Dragic, on the other hand, he clearly does not want to be in Toronto, no matter how much he tries to play nice and play cute with Toronto fans in the front office. Like, he doesn't want to be there. And I'm okay with him coming out and saying that, you know, just keep it all the way 100, which he did. And then he tried to walk it back. So I think at some point Toronto will, you know, look at him and talk to him and say, look, what's going to be the best thing for us and you here? Because Toronto's timeline is a little weird. You know, they drafted Scotty Barnes out of Florida state, you know, Pascal Siakam does say he, I guess he wants to stay there, but you let Kyle Lowry walk or you, you know, sign and traded, you know, with Miami for Kyle Lowry. So, I'm not sure what the timeline is for Toronto because they don't scream to me a team that could really make any kind of run in the Eastern Conference the way that they're co- they're currently constructed right now. So what does Dragas really bring to you in terms of value? Is this a leverage play to try and see what you can get to see if a team could overpay for Dragic, you know, via trade or whatever the case may be or when it comes to a buyout? So I think ultimately Dragic will be a Dallas Maverick. It's just a matter of how and when. And if that's before or after October 1st, when Moses Moses Brown's you know salary aggregates, whatever they, whatever they want to do, I think Dragic's of the two will be a Dallas Maverick before marketing would be. The interesting thing about marketing we don't really talk about is he misses 20 to 30 games every year, too. I mean, we're not like when I went on a, a rant a little while ago. Every about, year, though, he's only been in the league like uh, four years, four years. He's played okay. 68, 52 the first two years. And then these last two two seasons when they had like 70 something games, he played 50 and 51 games. Guys missing like my man's missing some games here. <laughs> like, well, I mean, if you got marketing in the one line one night, you can have Porzingis out and you just switch the two out. Can I guess. K- is Casey Smith going to do enough magic where he can know that one of these guys is going to be hurt the next day and the other one's not? I I think that even that exasperates my point a while ago about marketing is that even if you get marketing and he pans out and he and he works out really well, you have the exact same problems as a team, right? Like, what problems does marketing solve for you that you know you didn't before? He doesn't create his own shot. So you still have to have somebody out there creating a shot for him. He's been more efficient when he's not creating his, like he's, it was proven last year. He became more efficient as a shooter last year when he created less, he took less pull-up jumpers, he, all that stuff. And so I'm curious what, what you think, you know, if how, what, what problems do you think marketing solves for the Mavericks? Well, it's interesting you said the, you know the last point there because he won't necessarily have to do that in this offense because Luka Doncic is going to find him for a lot of open jumpers Anyway, I think there a lot of that will be facilitated for marketing to where he doesn't have to do a lot of that, you know, that, a lot of that creation. But you know, does marketing make you better? I think he does from an offensive standpoint. I think a lot of this conversation is based off of if Porzingis gets back to being the kind of defensive player that he is, because if you're going to make a move for marketing, it has to be on the idea that Porzingis is going to get back to the kind of rim protector and shot blocker he was, so that 
you don't have to play or keep one of them off the floor with the other. Because if you're going to have both of them on the floor at the same time and both of them be defensive liabilities, while, yes, being able to be you know good players on the offensive end, what good does it really, really do? So I think for folks who think about marketing with this team, it's based on the idea that Porzingis is going to get back to what he was, which is, which is a big if, obviously, given what we see from his health over the last you know few years. Isaac, and, and let, I, let's let's get into this, and I'll, I'll ask you this first. How much better would the Mavericks be if they got both Dragic and Marketing? Let's go from from that angle. Yeah, I think they move up a tier. You know, we tiered off the West the other day, and I, I think they move up into uh, right now. You know, we kind of put them on the same tier with like Denver and the Clippers and Portland. And for me, I think they would move up a tier. I don't know if I would be comfortable putting them on the same level as like the Lakers and Phoenix and, you know, Utah, but maybe like a tier of their own up from the other group, but not, you know, the top, top tier at the same time. I think for the marketing thing, I don't, I don't know if it has to be like an either or. Like if you were debating on marketing versus another, let's just say a, a, another like secondary creator, playmaker type of, of player, I think you would choose that player. But there is it, there isn't an either or right now with the marketing thing. I think it's a hey, you're looking at a a spot in Maxi and saying okay we could upgrade that spot with a, a younger guy and saying let's let, we can always have another forty percent shooter. Is it? <laughs> is it an upgrade? That's my, that's my question though because because then all of a sudden you create more problems for your team defensively versatility wise and maybe even like like. With the team, as far as wanting shots, is marketing going to come in here, be like the fourth option on offense after Luca, Porzingis, Tim Hardaway, and be like, okay, this is not what I signed up for to be the fourth option on offense. And now you have another problem where you got two disgruntled, tall, white shooters, right? Like, he doesn't have any other options. There, there you go. No one else That's, is call, calling him right I'm now. I'm not saying yep. it's a rational opinion, <laughs> but as an NBA player who came into the league as like a top 10 pick, you're going to, I mean, Dennis Smith Jr. was like, I'm not getting the ball enough because Luca's taking the, I mean, it's happened before in the past. I think marketing can look at Tim Hardaway and say, yep, that's the reason why I'm going to play with the Mavericks because yeah. my, car my career is going to yeah. get better by playing with 77. And if you can't swallow that and go play with the Mavericks to rehab your career to get you to a point, even if you're only there for two, three years, and then you move on to cash in somewhere else, your career is going to be better off. And you're going to be, I would think, be willing to do the things to find yourself improving enough around a Doncic to where you can improve your stock. And I think as I say, I don't think marketing really has a choice because he wants out of Chicago that badly. Yeah. So you're going to have to do what you got to do to handle your business to at least get to that point. And I'm not anti-marketing. I just want to. Yeah, you are. Can I? I want <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, in regards to Dragic, like what's your what's the level that you're willing to go for the Mavericks to get him? Like I've seen some people are like, I don't want to give up Josh Green for him. I, I don't want to give up a protected first for him. You know, what I guess for you, like how what is your level that you're willing to go to for Dallas? We know Dwight Powell has to be in that that deal. Depending on who you talk to, it's like, oh, it's Willie, it's Trey Burke, it's Josh Green, it's whoever else. What are you willing to give up for Dragic? I I guess that depends on how much you value, you know, specifically Josh Green and what you think the Mavericks will do based on the way that they've operated in the draft in years past, because if you say, okay, in order to get Dragic, part of what you got to give up is a protected, you know, first round pick or a first round pick. Well, how much have the Mavs really valued the draft except for, you know, a handful of times, if that over the last, you know, 10 to 12 years. So if you look at it from that lens and say, well, the Mavericks don't necessarily care about the draft anyway. So what's giving up a first round pick, 
you know, for Goran Dragic, if it means keeping Luka happy and getting a secondary playmaker and creator, even if he is 35 years old, that's the kind of risk reward and, you know, analysis, I guess you have to take with that. But, you know, for Josh Green, I don't know if you necessarily give him up because what if he becomes the kind of defensive player rotational piece that you ask for or that you wanted when you drafted him? That's the kind of risk that you take. But I think if you're the Mavericks, you do what you have to do to get Goran Dragic now to a point where you're not making don't make yourself look desperate because, you know, he wants to come keep the cards and the leverage as much as you can. But at the end, if you need to bend a little to be able to make it happen, I think it's worth that in the end, because if anything, if nothing else, you're going to get a motivated Dragic and who's hopefully healthy who will come here and be a contributor. And if that means giving up something in the short term, you know, for a long-term play in terms of getting better as a team or whatever the case that looks like over the next couple of years with Dragic, however much longer he wants to play, then you go ahead and do that. Coming up, let's get into this team more. What would the Mavericks actually look like with Dragic and marketing? What would the rotations look like? What would the starting lineup look like? How much better will the Mavericks actually be with those with those two guys on a night-to-night basis. We'll get into that with Kevin and Isaac coming up. But before we do, I've got to tell you about Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They're absolutely delicious. They have some great flavors. The mint brownie is the solid, always-just-take-it choice. And it's lower in calorie than some of the other ones. 130 calories, 100, uh, 17 grams of protein, 4 grams of sugar. That's it for a bar covered in 100% chocolate. They're absolutely great. Go get you one today. Use the promo code LOCKED15 and you can get any of these bars. Get 15% off any of them. Right now, they have they always have flash deals too. Like the other night, I went out and they had this flash deal where you got a percentage off and then even more percentage off if you use the promo code. So get get your first box. Get that out of the way. Put your email into the... Uh, into the system for the rewards and all that. You'll gain points. You'll also get these emails about flash deals if they accidentally make more than they should. All of a sudden, they'll email you and they'll get, you'll get this incredible deal. So go check it out, built.com. They have all kinds of other products as well. We swear by them as a network. Go there, built.com, promo code LOCKED15. Also, I want to tell you about Bet Online. Bet Online is the best place to put down some money on sports. Football season is coming right around the corner. There have already been a ton, a ton of... Uh, preseason games that have happened and it is just wild to me uh let's go and check out our dallas cowboys for the next game that they're playing dallas cowboys houston texans kevin gray dallas cowboys four point favorite over the houston texans you betting on preseason football that's hustling backwards no i'm not doing that (laughs) i'm not doing that at all if you are if you are for betting on preseason football you can do it on betonline.ag if you want to do that let's go to team wins though uh team regular season wins the dallas cowboys uh, the favorite is between five and nine. That's minus one fifty, and then ten to fourteen wins is plus one hundred five. If you had to pick one of those two sections, five to nine wins for the Cowboys or ten to fourteen wins for the Cowboys, which section are you putting some money down on? Uh, I'm gonna go ten to fourteen. Ooh, feeling good about this team. Not worried yeah. about Dax MRI, the shoulder. Not worried about um, Jerry Jones' salt intake. You're not see, worried about Jerry, any of those. Jerry's <laughs> been calling into the fan, hasn't he? Uh, Jerry appears on our, our program uh, regularly on uh, 105 through the fan. Are you so, on yes. Hard Knocks? No, no, no. I did not make Hard Knocks. No. <laughs> Go to betonline.ag. Use the promo code LOCKEDON. Get a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, back with Kevin Gray, Isaac Harris. 
myself as Nick Angston, you know. Uh, I guess if I name you, I guess I got to name me too. Uh, let's focus on this team. Let's say they get both these guys. Let's have some fun here and say they get both these guys. What's the starting lineup looking like for you? We'll start with Kevin. What's the starting lineup look like with Dragic? Does he come in and start? Does he come off the bench? What about Markkanen? Uh, I think Dragic comes off the bench. I think your starting lineup would look like uh, Luka Doncic, uh, Tim Hardaway, Dorian Finney-Smith, Laurie Markkinen, and Christoph Porzingis would be my starting lineup. So you're not starting any – you're starting Markkinen then with – I am. With KP. I am. Interesting. Uh, I was about to say, you're almost not starting any of the new guys. They're all like, they're all coming off the bench. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, Markkinen would be the one guy that I would – I would put into the starting lineup. Again, this is based off of, okay, me assuming the best with Porzingis, that he can be the true five that he wants to be, you know, both offensively and defensively, and marketing, you know, being at the power forward position, being a stretch four and shooting the ball from the three-point line in that way. Isaac, how do you see the starting lineup? Are you thinking, Mac, are you thinking that marketing and KP can start together? Yeah, I think there'll be a little – I do think they can start together for sure. Um, I think it'll be a little different to regular season compared to postseason, uh, especially like closing lineups. So I think Reggie Bullock will be, will get a lot of minutes depending on will he start? Will he finish games? I think we could see a Reggie Bullock finishes games more, you know, than he starts games. So I, I want to say that Dragic, I think I agree with Kevin that Dragic comes off the bench, uh, to start the games. I think you're definitely looking at Tim. You're locked into Tim KP starting with Luca. I think those three are locks. Then you're looking at Dorian. I think it's matchup dependent. Then, like, I think Dorian's almost a fourth lock on that. And then you're looking at Markinen. You're looking at Reggie Bullock. I tend to lean Reggie Bullock in that to where you're starting. Are we are we sure that kid is going to be in love with Dorian as much as Rick Carlisle was? Uh, You almost have to because the the, the roster construction. But what about Bullock? Well, I mean, you got to have more than one. So that's what I'm saying. If it comes down to just a Dorian versus Bullock debate in the starting lineup, is uh, is Jason Kidd going to be as enamored with Dorian as Rick Carlisle was? I think he'll start with Dorian first. And Dorian will have to, I think, in some ways, I don't want to say earn it because I think he's earned it in a lot of ways already, but prove to Kidd that he's still the guy that the Mavericks organization still believes in because. You know, you brought Bullock in as a guy who can at six foot six shoot the ball from the three point line and defend, and he doesn't get played off the floor either. So if he comes in and shooting the ball at a better clip than Dorian Finney Smith, and he's a better defender, I could see how folks may say, "Well, we can exchange, you know, or interchange Bullock and you know Dorian Finney Smith in and out of the lineup together, depending on matchups or whatever the case you may be." So I think that would be the one position or one tandem that could be as interchangeable as any when it comes to the starting lineup. So, yeah. And so I, I think I leaned the opposite with marketing and Bullock to where I think Bullock would start. I think marketing would come off the bench with Dragic. And then you're looking at a bench unit of you have Dragic and marketing coming off the bench together. <clears throat> Jalen Brunson, i um, trying to think of, you know, who else would be there at that Maxie point. Maxie like, would probably still be. Well, I guess if you if trade Maxie yeah. for marketing. Like depends. if Dwight's gone, if Maxie's gone. So you're looking at Sterling Brown coming off the bench. Mm-hmm. Josh Green, you know, Josh Green there. So that would. Trey Burke's still running around, you know. <laughs> I wish he'll be there. Running where? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying he's still for there. Charlotte? Just, or, 
I mean, he's still on the roster, so you know he's out here <laughs> hooping in proams. I don't know if you saw he him is out here also, sure. you know, you know, hooping on proams. You know, so all of a sudden, if if Dwight gets traded for for Dragic, and if Maxi gets traded for Markin, like all of a sudden your big man rotation is KP, Willie Cauley Stein, Markin, and Boban, and Moses Brown, unless he goes with with Dragic, but I think he will. Right. So yeah. That's all of a sudden your big man rotation. That's well, you kind of got your like Willie would be your role man at that point. It would make sense of why they brought Willie back because like okay, well, if you get rid of Dwight now, you at least have another guy who can roll to the basket. Boban's your your big situational big. KP's going to play a lot of the five. Marketing can play the five in second units if KP's not out there. So, I mean, I think yeah. It just feels weird because they have, I don't know, about 22 centers on the roster right now. <laughs> right, <So>. exactly. <laughs> I got to get rid of a couple at some point to, you know, fill it out a little bit. Bring Salah back. Yeah, I mean, Salah this, up to? I mean, at this point, you're running it back with everybody. It seems like blast from the past between, you know, Kid and Nowitzki and Berea. You might as well run it back with, you know, whomever you can come up off the scrap heap. Tyson, Eric Dampier. Sam I bet Dallenberg. Tyson can give you Tyson can give you ten minutes. I bet she still give you ten minutes, ten hard Once minutes. Or more. <laughs> when, when we were talking about the trade at the beginning, and um, I forgot how it was worded in our first segment, even though it was like twenty minutes ago, was you know it's like hey we're, we're kind of like the last. I think it was Nick was talking saying well you know we're just waiting on the last pieces to fall and draw get your marketing. I think that Bledsoe trade is a reminder to a lot of us that. There's still some moves out there that can happen that just come out of nowhere. Like we we knew, like we saw the report when the Bledsoe deal happened the first time that oh Bledsoe's probably gonna go somewhere else. But I think it's it's just a reminder that there's probably a couple more trades that's gonna happen this offseason that we're gonna be like, oh, okay, well, we thought it was over. And then bam, like the Clippers have been sent back trying to go get another guy. And look, they went out and got Bledsoe. The Mavericks could be the next team too that. You know, if they land Larry Markinen, you know, in the next three or four days, like, okay, now they made their move. Now they're going to wait for Dragic on October 1st. So I I think handing grades out right now for teams is going to be so hard. I think we almost have to wait until media day for the NBA, for all for all the teams, for us wow. to really, well, even the Mavericks, because <laughs> media day is going to be before October 1st. The October 1st date for Dragic. Yeah, before we hand out like full offseason grades for teams. I just want to see the look on Nick's face when Pat Bev becomes a member of the Mavericks. That's what I want to see. Pat Bev has already he's, he has grit and grind. He tweeted out grit and grind. He was ready to join the Grizzlies. And then he joins the Minnesota Timberwolves. And he goes, thank God I got traded to the Timberwolves. And he tweeted that out too. And so Did he say he, that? Yeah, he tweeted again. He tweeted about what's about they're the, saying? The Timberwolves. Howl and Prowl. <laughs> so happy about the trade new start in minnesota some young thirsty guys wanting to win hashtag glory to god do they want to win god you should like that shout out <laughs> shout out shout out to the to the man above lebron did that too for being able to hit the rim whenever he could see all three rims he's like glory to the oh yeah i man, remember that yeah, yeah the man above for him, the one in the middle just for aiming that middle, middle rim there yeah, the, man ab- yeah. the man above was the guy in the nba league office that controls the hoop with a rim like <laughs> with a remote control <laughs> <laughs> well we're about towards the end of the pod do y'all want to break down corporate sponsorships right now is that so I uh, think chime is the next big thing in. <laughs> I thought uh, we thought about you having. So you ch- took mine. You took mine. There, there you go. You took mine. Well, I think five miles is is having a comeback. I really think that the orange logo. I think I'm ready to have that on uniforms. If again. if a Larry Marketing trade means that we don't have that 
the fan base is not analyzing corporate sponsorships or partnerships, then sign me up for Laurie Marketing coming to Dallas <laughs> to give us more content for for multiple this weeks. This is such is an that, inside. Is that where we are? Such an inside. I don't even know if Kevin gets this joke right now. This is how inside this joke is right now. No, well, we get. I mean, we we all get media emails, and anytime they and you know have any type of start any new you know corporate sponsorship partnership anything with anyone community wise whatever we always I get the, some hot takes on this new analytics group that i know we, yeah yeah we all get the media you know the the press releases on them uh-huh. and i read them over but they it feels like they happen all the time and this one in particular it's it just i think fans are just want that we want to talk about something right now we're all waiting for a drogage marketing thing and it's just be, it became you know discourse for you know, a portion of the fan base. And I was just laughing about it today because I'm like, oh, we've reached this point of the offseason that a corporate <laughs> partnership uh, is a, a major talking point for a fan base as we wait for Goran Dragic for six more weeks. <laughs> well, if I remember right, I think I saw it and I, I need to make sure I give proper credit to, but I think they said that the the creator of it was a is a Mavs fan, actually. Like the Yeah, he is. Okay. Okay. So I wanted to make sure I got that right because I was like, "Wow, we really got hot takes on the new analytics company that's partnering <laughs> with the Mavs." Yep it's 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 down season. Yep it's it's uh it's down season. Yeah. Do somebody- we have- Actually, we haven't. We went through this whole pod. Have you ever heard of Bob Volgaris? Do you know- <laughs> <laughs> I have heard of him. I think. Let's go through. Bo- let's go, Bob. Let's go, Bob. Theories. Are we ready? Is Bob still with the team, Kevin Gray? Yes or no? Yes. Does does Bob own the new company they just went into partnership with? <laughs> Is it the shadow CEO? Can we look that up? I feel like we should be able to look that up. I'm sure you probably could. Um, is he the shadow CEO? Maybe. Have you played around a ba- blackjack with him? No. Oh, dang it. If you could play blackjack with, with Cuban or Bob Valgaris right now, who would you pick? No, <laughs> neither. You just just to sit down with one of them. I would probably. I, would, I think I would pick Bulgaris right now, and I would just. Did sit I ever down tell and, you about the time that Cuban shared fries with me one time? Oh, very, please, please tell. I'm us. ready. I'm ready. The very first game that I ever covered for the Mavericks a couple of years ago, I was trying to find my way around, you know, the tunnel yes, downstairs, yeah, and I guess it was around the time that Cuban gets ready to go out to because I got there super early because. I had no idea what I was doing. I got there super early, so he's it's, it's around his time to go and shoot, you know, baskets before pregame. Like that's how early it was. You were just trying to get it like an exclusive, exclusive, and keep on going, keep going. I, I guess that's I guess that's what I was doing. But as I'm walking by, I guess he's about to go to the court, and he has like this thing of fries in his hands, and I start to walk long, alongside him, and then he just walks, you know, just reaches over to me, and says, "Hey, you want some? Uh, you want some fries?" I'm like, "What?" First of all, yeah, actually, because I'm hungry, because yes. I hadn't, because uh, I hadn't eaten since you know the, earlier in the day, and I was like, that was my first ever interaction with Cuban was randomly running <laughs> into him as he was eating some fries, heading out to about to shoot baskets, and he offered me some fries. I think I've spoken to him once since then, but that was the very first time that I ever interacted. No sauce, Cuban. no a ketchup or anything. No, it was just, just like some straight fries. Did yeah, you double dip straight- with Cuban. No, it was literally like, you know, and he let me reach into the basket too, which I thought was weird. Like he let me reach into the basket and pick out a couple. Did it have an NFT connected to it or was it just, they were just real? I wish. Oh God, I wish. Real fries. I wish. Yeah, it was real. It was real real fries. Yes. And this is definitely pre-COVID. Definitely. (laughs) Yeah. The first time, I think the first time I ever talked 
to Cuban or asked him a question was he was on the Stairmaster. You remember he used to do that Stairmaster thing before before games? He would be on the Ugh. Stairmaster, have the media all come around him. And Sweat hold, is like falling on us. And he sweated on me. And I was I told my, oh, I, called my I called home and told my parents, a billionaire sweated on me. And it's not how it sounds. <laughs> I remember asking him on one, one day. Now we're just like really going off. Well, on Cuban's a loyal listener of the pod, so he'll remember all of these, right? <laughs> yes, that's very true. I remember he was watching Gladiator before a game and he was on, on the stairmaster what, the big screen no, no no it was on one of the screens like above oh. um above his like stairmaster thing there in the <laughs> old i guess it's the old weight room it's newer now but anyway i remember yeah, asking him i remember asking him <laughs> about the about the nerlands thing if they if they would have interest you know interest in uh bringing nerlands back and i remember him looking at me and goes are you willing to pay my fine i'm like no <laughs> not at all <laughs> not at all <laughs> I think you got the fine money uh, covered, Mark. <laughs> oh, man. that's how far we've come this offseason. I think at one point there was a rumor like Nerlens Noel might be interested in a reunion back with the Mavericks. Like, oh, this is where we are. Okay, I would have been real- down. Yeah, not for ten million a year. <laughs> <laughs> not for ten million for Nerlens Noel. What I don't think Ro- so. Would you? No, not for ten million. No, Kevin, no. you wouldn't bring Rondo back, would you? It's gotten you, so desperate on Mavs Twitter. There are some people talking themselves into it. They just want anything to happen. Don't do I, don't say yes, Kevin. Oh no! Do you know who I work with on the weekends? Chris Arnold <laughs> wants Rajon Rondo on site. Like it's on site with him <laughs> and Rondo. So who would win in a be, fight between Rondo and Chris I, I, Arnold? I bet, oh, Chris Arnold. Oh, you think oh, so? Dude, Chris He's is ripped. Yeah, Chris is ripped. Chris Arnold's legend. His favorite personality ever is the late Bruce Lee. Like he has studied wow. Bruce Lee to a T. So there's Does no he parts eat of- kale for breakfast. I wouldn't doubt it. He just, he stays in, I'm, I just say he, he stays in great shape. And I'm He's like, dang, I wish I could shape. be in shape like Chris Arnold. If I'm looking like Chris Arnold, by the time I get to his age, I did something right. <laughs> I did something right. I, okay. My last question for Kevin This is not your last question. I guarantee you. Kevin, have, <laughs> have you heard there's this song, about Luka Doncic. And I don't know if you've heard it on social media or not, but Nick might have a recording of it. Can oh. We, can we play Yeah, you it? can play it. Yeah, why not? Hit play! That's catchy. I like. Oh, that. it's incredible. That'll play. There you go. That's Kevin Gray. Kevin, <laughs> tell them where you can, where everybody can find you. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Kevin Gray Sports. Please subscribe to uh, Kevin Gray Sports on YouTube and hit that subscribe button there. Ooh. And uh, you, yeah, please hit the subscribe button on uh, Kevin Gray Sports on YouTube. And you can find me on the home of the Dallas Cowboys and Texas Rangers, one hundred five three the fan, uh, every single weekend. With my partner, yes, the two-time, two-time Hall of Famer, Chris Arnold. So, yes, you can definitely hit me up. Uh, Kevin Gray Sports on Twitter, YouTube at Kevin Gray Sports, and uh, 105.3 The Fan. Absolutely. Bless, bless your soul for covering that Rangers team. <laughs> Somebody's got to do it. You and Bryce Patrick, the only ones. <laughs> we do what we got to do. We do what we got to do. There you go, guys. Thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps. Peace out. Boom. Oh.